What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 204. Today, we are back to talk fantasy football. Need to throw some disclaimers out there. Um, We're recording this on Friday right now. So Thursday Night Football has already happened. So that's why we're doing something a little bit different today. Um, so yeah, just a heads up there. We The Bears and Commanders already played last night. So we're not going to cheat and act like we are picking boom bus all from that game because we know what had happened. Um, so yeah, that's basically the only thing um, that I have for a disclaimer. How did you guys do like last week in fantasy football? Or like if you had anyone playing in fantasy last night in the game, how did it go? Go ahead, Ivan. Uh, I won in the big league. I think I lost in my other two. Yeah, but you're four and zero in the big league, which, four and which is scary. But I'm playing you this week, and yeah. it's time for it's time to go down. You've got some good matchups this we week. We do. There is some very good matchups this week. Seth, how about you? Uh, I lost in like our league that we all share together, and then I won in my brother's league. Okay, fifty so fifty. Yeah, that's not bad. Losing in our league though is definitely like that was tough. Not a great performance from my team this week. Pretty yeah, sad. but. But now we're in a fresh week. We're into yeah. week five right now. Um, and today we are going to be doing a um, a positional ranking for uh, the top 10 players at each position that we would want for the rest of this season. So obviously we've had, we're four weeks into the year and we talked about this a little bit last week, but this fantasy season has not played out like we expected to so far. So obviously we, this is basically us saying, what we expect it to play out as at, at each position. We're only doing top five at tight end because, like, the position sucks. Like, tight end eight <laughs> is in free agency anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, is there anything else? I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of anything else before. We're, we're going to do, like, the injury report and everything first. So I think that's we can just hop right into that. Yep. Um, we need to go over the boom-bust results, though, of last week. I think that is very crucial that we do that because your boy – <laughs> we talked about it. We said, I don't think anyone's going to get four for four. And I was like, I knew the whole time that I was going to get four for four. I did four for four yesterday or last week. Um, Nico Collins, boom. He had like 20 more points than he was supposed to. Zach Moss bust hit by 0.3 points. Travis Etienne bust hit and Josh Allen, boom, hit by a bunch. Only bringing my season total up to five though. Cause I only had one prior to that. So it's not like I am making a, huge uh, it's not a big lead or anything um for me ivan goes one for four um nailing the josh jacobs boom he had about double his points um derrick henry bust did not hit alexander madison bust did not hit and um it, it barely just didn't hit though by 0.5 mm-hmm. points it was really close Jalen waddle boom did not hit so his season total is at four so you're still only losing by one um and then seth also goes one for four um, hitting George Pickens' bust, which he had a very poor game compared to his 14-point projection. Um, Jameer Gibbs, boom, did not hit. Cortland Sutton, boom, did not hit. And Derrick Henry, bust, did not hit, bringing his season total to three. So this okay. is still a wide-open series here with the boom bust. I know we talked about this week is a r- weird week for yeah. boom bust. Yeah. But you going four for four brings like the group average brings it up quite a bit. Exactly. It's so good for the squad. and I think that, you know, people are going to start to realize like, whoa, maybe I should listen to what this guy says exactly. more often. Um, yeah. I'll probably go over four this week, though. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, this week is the first week of buys in fantasy football. We have four teams on by Seattle, L.A. Chargers, Tampa Bay, Cleveland Browns. Ivan, I know you are heavily affected by buys this week. How about like in across all leagues or mainly just in our league? 
I would say across all leagues. My other big league, I have uh, Godwin and DK out. So those are a couple of receivers I would like to be starting if I could. Right. How about you, Seth? I think across the four leagues that I'm in, two I don't pay attention to, I just have K9. And that's it. That's not bad at yeah, all. No. Our league, I have everyone full go. My brother's league, I have everyone full go. I was missing DK Metcalf till I traded him today. Um, and then I have Herbert in another league. I have K9 in another league. Other than that, not any starters. So, yeah. like, Cleveland, like, Amari Cooper's, like, the only fantasy relative. I mean, Ford, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tampa Bay, like, Mike Evans and Godwin are, like, I mean, Rashad White, too. Like, you, there's a, you can start him, I guess. So, this is a big first bye week, though. Yeah. Like, there's a lot, especially with Seattle and L.A. Like, there is a sure. lot of fantasy relevant guys um, that you're not able to start this week. So, hopefully, you, you know, this is the point in the year where depth starts to come in play. So, we'll see how that goes with everything. Let's talk about the injury update, though. Where I want to start off at is with Ivan's fantasy team. <laughs> Ivan's whole fantasy team is on the injury report, essentially. Um, th- those main guys being Amon Ross St. Brown, who you just traded for, Jameer Gibbs, who we've had the ride the Gibbs roller coaster so far this year, Kyron Williams is questionable, and Aaron Jones is questionable. What a week for me to be playing this guy. Yeah. Lucked out, especially with the buys added on to that. Yeah. So what is it looking like? Are are, are all these guys going to play? Or are all these guys not going to play? Like, <sighs> I would say, uh, Kyron. They just came out and said Kyron's expected to play. Okay. Um, I think Aaron Jones plays, but they have a buy next week, so it's actually kind of tough. I don't know if it's like he's actually still hurt. Right. He could be because he got absolutely throttled. He did <laughs> on Thursday night by the Lions. <laughs> Which I don't know how we didn't predict. Right. Yeah, I know. We should have. I assume um, that he'll play, though, just because of the long rest. I think rest. he plays, yeah. I really don't know. Amon Ra's not going to play. Right. I think that's decided. It kind of said. I mean, he's doubtful, and they said he's he had yeah. to practice all week. I was like, listening to another podcast, and they said, the approach this week for the Lions should be like, sit Amon Ra. If we can't beat the Panthers without Amon Ra, are we really a high-caliber team? Right. Like, that's yeah. kind of the thought. Not not like it's a huge deal if they no, don't yeah, win, but... but like, that, def- that should probably be the approach, and it would be smart to give him a week. Mm-hmm. It's like, a good week. Too. Can people step up with the Monra yeah. being out? And I think we'll see Khalif Raymond, Josh Reynolds, potentially Jamison Williams, um, who I still think will be on a very limited snap count. He's not even listed as active yet because you know he just hasn't practiced yet at all this season. So it's kind of hard to insert him right into the offense. Um, but, yeah, th- those are a lot of injuries currently that are going on. Um Seth, we got to talk about two major impacts for you with guys returning. One of them from a fantasy perspective and the other just from being a fan of the team. Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, both coming back off of the IR. I guess Cup or Taylor was more of the, the pup list. Yeah. But either way, both making their season debuts here in week five. Which one are you more excited for? So this is tough because I'll, I'll dive into like the fantasy aspect first. I think Jonathan Taylor coming back is a little more exciting just because there's still a little bit that's unclear about how that's going to unfold um, in Indianapolis. But I really liked what I saw from him. The interview that he had the other day, he said, you know, the contract issue, that's an offseason thing. The guys in this building know why we're here. Like, we're ready to move forward. Yep. So it sounds like he's fully on board. And if he stays with the Colts, that's who he's going to ride with, which I did not expect for that coming out like this week. I didn't either. Yeah, so it looks like if, if the Colts want him for the long haul, he's going to play for them, which is huge, and that obviously impacts Zach Moss a lot. Ivan and I talked about this a little bit the other day. Zach Moss has been fantastic in he fantasy. Has. 
And no offense to Zach Moss, he's not. He's that, not as good as Jonathan yeah, Taylor. Yeah, he's not. So I mean, simple. Jonathan Taylor is a great pure rusher. He always has been, even when he was in college. So if Jonathan Taylor steps into that role a little bit, he could kind of exceed everyone's expectations as far as what he's expected to do this year. Um, and then moving on to Cooper Cup, I mean, Cooper Cup is – he's Cooper Cup. Um, not really sure what the Rams want to do with his usage, easing him back into this. Obviously, hamstring is a really nagging injury. But with Puka Nakua being there, I can see him kind of taking a game or two to kind of get back to that full status, all the reps, you know, the, the target share that he's used to. But should be a great addition for the Rams. Yeah, and and obviously we know that Matthew Stafford is – always looking for his wide receiver one he's made yep. that quite obvious now especially with puka nakua so i'm excited to see how involved cooper cup is right away um seth kind of mentioned it ivan but like as a zach moss owner like what is what is the game plan right now with zach moss obviously i assume you don't start him this week but like do you trade him do you cut him do you what do you do with zach moss right now uh, i think the two options you probably have in most leagues would be stashing him or trading him to the Jonathan Taylor owner, just as like a, as a handicap or a handcuff for them, uh-huh. just in case Jonathan Taylor goes down. Because I think he's valuable to the Jonathan Taylor owner to know if JT gets hurt, I've got a guy to throw in there that's averaging 17 points right. a game as the mm-hmm. starter. So that's probably it. I mean, you if you could like throw him in a package, throw him in a package. But uh-huh. I wouldn't drop him, and I don't. I think he is a safe hold yeah. because it's clear that he is a great replacement if Taylor does miss some time which obviously yeah. he's he's been, has an injury issue this offseason so he definitely has a chance to get hurt at some point um what about what do we think about Puka Nakua because obviously he's like a top five wide receiver right now leads the entire NFL on receptions I don't personally think that a guy like that can just disappear out of the offense after the return of Cooper Cup but they plays a very similar role to Cooper Cup in a high volume uh role so it, what do we think about Puka Nakua? Is he a bench this week? Do you still start him, or do you kind of just wait and see what happens? Yeah, like you said, it's pretty tough. If you look at a lot of the dynamic duos at receiver around the league, I don't think we've really ever seen two dudes that play almost the exact same play style play together in this capacity uh-huh. before. But like you did say earlier, Matthew Stafford is a very locked-on, goes to the guy he trusts, and that has very clearly been Puka Nakua. So he's earned that trust from Stafford. So I think there's a realistic world where Cooper Cup is going to come back when he's fully healthy and he's going to demand his target share of 25 to 30%. And Puka Nakua is going to take the, the wide receiver two role. And then the wide receiver three, unfortunately for Tutu Atwell, I think is just kind of going to disappear and he'll have a gamer here or there where he yeah. is relevant but not worth starting yeah. at all. I think – Two two, it's scary. It's like, yeah, it's definitely like because like Van Jefferson has played like ninety five percent of their offensive snaps mm-hmm. or something crazy. Like he's always out there. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very similar to the Cooper Cup, Robert Woods of like three years ago. Yeah, where mm-hmm. Cup is like a top five wide receiver every week, and Puka is going to be that wide receiver thirteen to like wide receiver twenty range. Right, it's, like a flex play yeah, every week, and it. That's still a wide receiver two or a flex, so he's still very valuable. Yeah, I don't think that you like if you have Puka, you don't like sell low on him by any means. No. And if you are a guy that doesn't have Puka, maybe you like see if whoever has Puka is like panicking, and maybe you try and go trade from. He was traded in our league um, this week as well, so I mean maybe 
Maybe Cade was panicking on on Pukunakua. What's but a couple the names? Rams? What's a couple names you would throw out? Like, like in the same territory? Yeah, you think would be a good guy to like trade in? That's an upgrade. To oh, that's a good question. Like a uh, like who like who are you taking right now? Mike Evans or Pukunakua? Mike Evans. Probably Mike Evans, right? That's kind of what I was thinking. I was gonna throw Chris Godwin out there. Yeah, God, I think I would rather have Puka, right? But he's a wide receiver too, so mm-hmm. I mean it's T Higgins. What about T Higgins? I'd rather have Puka. I, I think would I would too. Puka. How what about, about, how about, about Hollywood uh, Brown? Puka. Puka. Yeah, I think Puka. What about Tyler Lockett? Ooh, that's a good one. I think Puka. But but it's just so hard because a week from now we could have the same conversation and it could be completely different. It could yeah. be like Puka still goes off for twenty five this week or he just doesn't play that much and he yeah. gets four points. Like I have two more. Okay. Zay Flowers. See, I, I own Zay Flowers, so I have a bit of bias here, but I think we're just waiting on that Zay Flowers boom game where he's really going to become like a starter every week, but I still have to take Puka right now. Okay. And Michael Pittman. Ooh, I think Michael Pittman is Pittman's a, good a good one. Line. That's a good one. I think I would go Pittman. I think, I I think too. so too. But that's a good one. That's that's Yeah, I think that's a really good one. The issue that I see with the Pittman versus the Rams is Pittman's the wide receiver one. Obviously, if JD comes back, their situation changes a little bit. But the Rams are going to have an offense that's going to be really hard to support all the weapons that they have because Higby is obviously a decently reliable tight yep. end. He's going to get a couple catches for 50 yards. And Kyron actually is like getting decent work out of the backfield mm-hmm. right now. There's a lot of mouths to feed if uh, Cooper Cup comes back. Right, and, Poop and the good part is it is a, a pretty high-powered offense. So, I mean, it, I think it has the ability to support everyone. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you're like a 2-2 Atwell owner, like – the, yeah. the ship has sailed. Like, he'll have his games where he gets, you know, uh, he'll catch a 60-yard touchdown, and, like, that makes his week. But he's going to have more two-point weeks than he's going to have 20-point weeks. To me, he's at point. around, like, the Elijah Moore tier. Yeah, which is, Maybe which is like, borderline droppable tier. Yeah, yes. Like, r- right there. Um, okay, a couple more, like, injury things before we get into our list because I think those will take a little bit. Um, what, what do we think right now about the Ramondre Stevenson situation? Ramondre Stevenson is questionable right now with a thigh injury, but a lot of people drafted. I, I drafted Ramondre Stevenson. Luckily, I traded him. A lot of people drafted him to be their RB2 if they went wide receiver heavy. And right now, it looks like he, like he could be getting his job taken by Zeke Elliott in a poor offense to begin with. Um, Ramondre's had two back-to-back weeks of like six points. So is it time to hit the panic button with Ramondre Stevenson and send him to the bench and maybe just try to find a better option. Yeah, it's definitely like declining quickly. It's very like Madison-esque like how it yeah. has been. Um it's tough cuz like Zeke doesn't look half bad. Right. Like I guess they both look very similar in skill. Which is like not a good thing for Ramondre because no. he was kind of supposed to separate himself. Especially him being hurt like Yeah. You, I think the you one... could see the Zeke 16 carry week like you did two yeah. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that's kind of just up upholding the Ramondre talk right now is he's still seeing decent volume. I think he's averaging 14 some carries a game. That's yeah. solid volume, but I mean he's only averaging 3 yards per carry right now. Mm-hmm. So, it's definitely tough. I I definitely am not a fan of him moving forward from this point, but and they're just that offense is just scary <laughs> right. to begin with. Like it you don't is. you don't want to have to rely on someone in that offense to carry you and that that actually is that like the worst fantasy offense right now or just fantasy team i guess just as far as like supporting like viable fantasy players 
it's hard. I would, I would honestly think like the, this might be a little crazy, but like the Steelers are right there. So no, they are. They don't have anybody. Like yeah. like you can like confidently. Start. If you like hard press, have to start Pickens. It's not like the end right. of the world. But that's about yeah, yeah. I mean that's literally it. Yeah. Like Denver. Like I mean I guess you can. Uh, they're like at least they have Sutton and Judy like who could go off. Javante if he's healthy. Yeah, those those definitely are some of the three. Um, okay, la- last couple things here. Um, Devontae Adams is dealing with that shoulder injury that he kind of went through um, when he got injured in their game last week. But it seems like he's going to play Monday Night Football. He's got a crazy projection this week of like yeah, 22 points. Um, and Saquon Barkley may return to the to the lineup this week. So that would be huge for Saquon owners because Matt Breida has not been the handicap like there are others in the league. So. Hopefully, uh, if you own Saquon Barkley, he does play this week and you can start him. So do you guys want to do the boomer boss right now or do him after the positional rankings? Your call. I really don't know. Let's just do the boomer boss yep. right now. Yeah. Okay. Right. Boomer boss picks for week five. Like I said, last week was a, a great week for me. We already kind of discussed this, but I think they're so hard this week. I have a bunch written down and I don't know which ones I'm going to take. Who would like to go first with a boom or bust? I can start it off. All right. Uh, my first boom of the week is going to be Brees Hall. Ooh, okay. I'm going to hop on that with him. Wow. A couple of Brees picks. What's the projection on him? 13.1. Okay. He's playing Denver, currently ranked the 32nd worst run defense. And Robert Salah said he's 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 going full bore now. Yep. Full tilt breeze coming at you. Two touchdown game, I could see it. Wow. I would love that. I have he's averaging like six point eight yards per carry right now. I think he's like the second most efficient runner. I'm pretty excited. Are you starting him? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess I assume yeah. you would if you picked him as a boom. So yeah, I like that pick. I definitely considered Brees Hall. Um I'm gonna go with the guy who I'm playing against this week on your squad. Um, I'm going with the Devontae Smith boom this week at a 15.1 projection. Um, I don't really have much reasoning behind this one. Like he's just kind of had two weeks in a row where he's like AJ Brown has clearly been the dude. And this offense showed a lot last year that like AJ Brown will still probably have like 12 to 15 fantasy points, but Devontae Smith and AJ Brown go back and forth on like who is going to have the huge game. I just think that this Rams Eagles game could be a pretty high scoring game. Um, and this could be a Devontae Smith, like 100 to touchdown type yeah. of game. So I'm going to pick a boom for Devontae Smith. I'll also throw in, I think it's a great pick because the Rams run a lot of zone coverage and Devontae mm-hmm. is their zone beater. Exactly. That's like, I think that's the Eagles mentality is if we're trying to beat man, AJ Brown's our guy. Mm-hmm. Devontae's going to beat the zone for us a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I think that just to put like, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I definitely, that, that definitely could be another reason for it. So, um, all right, who wants to go next? You can keep it going with Ivan. Um, my second boom of the week is the guy I just traded away, Jalen Waddle. Ooh, okay. Back to back weeks of picking Waddle. It's projected thirteen point five. Okay. Who are they playing? The Giants, They're, right? Yeah. yeah, that's bad. That's probably a boom. And like, especially because like last week was kind of his, like his coming back into it yeah. week. Maybe this is like the big time game. And thirteen point five is a it's low pretty low projection. I think last me. week it was like fifteen. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I definitely I like that pick. Seth, what do you got? My second boom is I'm going to go Michael Pittman, projected 13.1, playing the Titans. They've got Richardson, JT possibly back. I think this offense could unlock a different level that we've seen so far. Yeah, I think, and this is a huge game. Titans, yep. Colts are both 2-2. Two and two. Every team in the AFC South is 2-2, two and two, so mm-hmm. they're gonna Richardson's going to have to go to Pittman. Um, he had a poor week last week, so it's a quite the low projection this week, so I definitely like that pick as well. 
I have a really risky boom pick, so I'm gonna go with my. I'm gonna go with a bust here first. Um, this like is kind of a cheap pick because like it's you probably aren't starting him, but I'm doing it anyways. I'm going with the Miles Sanders bust this week against the Lions. He's projected 13, which I just feel like is quite high. He's had a couple bad weeks in a row, um, and we've talked about this so many times. But like my, the Lions run defense has just shut down fantasy running backs and just running backs in general over the last so many weeks, going back to the Carolina game last year. There's no way they're letting them run it all over him again like last year. So I think Miles Sanders bust. Like, do not start him by any means this week unless you would literally have no other running back to I think start. Chuba snapped him last week. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I actually... He's dealing with an injury. Chuba Hubbard has more fantasy points than Najee Harris this year. I saw a video of some guys going over dudes that have more points than Najee, and it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> like that Brandon Johnson dude from Denver. Yeah. He's got more fantasy points than Najee this year. That's funny. pretty crazy. All right, Ivan, give us your first bust. My first bust of the week is Devontae Adams. Fair. I don't actually know the projection. It's like 22.2, I'm pretty sure. I think I'll, it, it I'll just moved check. to 22. Okay. Oh, of course it did. <laughs> Imagine if he hits it. Like, <laughs> It still says 22.2 right now for me on here, so... I'm going to write that down. And my reasoning is Jair said he circled this game on his calendar. Ooh, wow. And he's coming back from injury. He hasn't played in a few games. And 22 is so. just always going to be a high projection yeah, to right. me, no matter who you are, unless you're probably McCaffrey at this point. Yeah, honestly. All right, Seth, give us your first bust. My first bust, and this is kind of a gamble. I'm going to go with a defensive battle, hopefully, and not a shootout. Brandon Ayuk projected 15.5 going yeah, up yeah. against – Probably one of the strongest defenses we've seen in the NFL in quite some time. Yeah. 15.5, you said? Yes. I'm really hoping for that because I just traded for Debo, and I'm hoping that Debo plays. I know he's questionable right if now. If Debo plays, I feel like that's a smash. Yeah, I totally think it's a smash. I think so, too. Um, I think they're going to have a lot, of, a lot of short yardage kind of yeah. plays. Yeah. And I feel like short yardage, Debo's definitely. Oh, yeah, that's Debo and McCaffrey stuff. all day. Yeah, Ayuk's yeah. more of their big play guy. Yeah. So, yeah, I just hope Debo plays because last week he did play, and he actually played a lot of snaps. They just, like, purposely weren't giving him the ball because yeah. he just clearly, like, wasn't healthy. Well, Dallas so. is tough, too, because, like, their, their uh, QB pressure is insane. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, he, so even if they do try to go deep. Yeah, like, Purdy's got to go be getting quick. rid of the ball pretty quick. So yeah. hopefully that means Debo. And obviously we know McCaffrey's going to be there, too. Um, okay. I'm going to give my second bust of the week. Yeah, let me get this out of the way. I thought of the Devon Achan bust because – he had eight carries for 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Like, there's just, you're telling me you're going to average 10 yards per carry for three straight weeks? I don't think so. <laughs> but the odds of him getting a touchdown, I feel like, still is so high that I'm not going to yeah. pick the bust. To me, there's a better chance he booms, even though he should bust. Right. Oh, yeah, he should bust. But, like, like the Dolphins are going to probably get up big quick against the Giants, mm-hmm. and then they're not going to start run. their RB1 Raheem Mostert. Exactly. Could and that's weird. why I almost picked the Tua boom. At 19, but then, like, dude, what if the same thing happens? Like, they just don't even throw the ball that much, and they get up 21 to nothing in the first mm-hmm. quarter, and it's like Mike White is in by halftime, you know? So, so like, you, you pick Chosen Anderson boom, man. <laughs> I should I should, I should pick Mike White boom, actually. <laughs> chosen, I, I actually wonder what Chosen Anderson is projected. Um, Okay, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara bust this week. Mm, I think no. that it's, it's a risky one, but look, man, Alvin Kamara, as much as I just tried trading for him this week, um, he's, I really want to find this chosen. An- oh, it's Robbie chosen. Isn't it? Yeah. God, that's so Change his name again. It was chosen Anderson at one point. He is projected 0.0 this week. So, oh. so that's, that boom is touchdown catch and that hits. Um, 
yeah, I'm going with the Alvin Kamara bust this week. He's projected 16.9. He had 13 catches last week, man, on an injured Derek Carr leg. I think that Derek Carr is going to come back a little bit healthier this week. They're playing against a stout New England defense. Um, as long as Kamara doesn't score a touchdown, I think that this has a chance of hitting. Now, Kamara could just have like eight or nine catches again. Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that efficiently. It's not like Kamara's ever going to really get most of his work strictly through the run game anyways. Um, but I'm just kind of relying on the fact that he's not going to get 13 catches this week. So I'm just picking that for my bust. All right, Ivan, give us your final bust pick. Yeah, I'm going to go back to it. I think the projection's a little high. I've got Garrett Wilson bust. It's been a popular pick mm-hmm. this year. What's his projection? 17.1. Yeah, that's quite high. And we were picking the Garrett Wilson bus at like 14. So yeah, yeah. I think you feel pretty good about that one. Um, all right, Seth, give us your final bus pick. Last one's a toss-up. They're both on the same offense. I'm going to go Joe Burrow bust. Ooh. Projected 18.3 going up against the Cardinals. Either him or Jamar, man, and that, that offense just does not I had Jamar. Good. I thought about the Jamar bust, too. I have it written down. My, the, the reason I chose Joe Burrow over Jamar is, like, there's a world where Jamar just has, like, eight to ten catches, and, like, that gives him half his points. Yeah, so. which, like, especially if T. Higgins doesn't play, like, he's just going to yeah. be throwing at him all day. Um, okay, so my final boom pick. I'll tell you guys the two other booms that I, like, thought about doing. I think a Laporta boom is totally in play, to, mm. um, especially with Amara not playing. He's only had a 10.1 projection. Like, if he scores a touchdown, that probably hits. Um, I I do – this is biased, but, like, the Bijan boom, like, just get – if he gets a touchdown, dude, like, he'll boom. He just hasn't scored since week one. He's going to get a touchdown. He will probably boom. Like, they're playing Houston. I know, and Houston's run defense – like, their pass defense actually has been pretty solid this year, but the run defense has not – um, and Bijan has just looked so good out there. Like he's just, as long as they're feeding him they, and they have to feed him to stay in the game, I think he could boom, but I'm going with the riskiest boom pick of them all. Cooper cup boom this week, 17 projection. That is the most discount Cooper cup projection you're ever going to get. So I'm taking advantage of it right now. This after this week, we're going to see the Cooper cup projection in the twenties for the rest of the season. Um, so I'm, I'm taking advantage of the low projection. I just think that. I know he's coming off of injury, but Stafford just is going to get him the ball, and I think he'll score a touchdown. And if he gets eight catches with a touchdown, I think he can get to that 23 mark. So yep. that's the goal for for Cooper Cup. Boom there. All right, are you guys ready to hop into our, our rankings now? Yep. Yes, so do sir. we want to go from like 1 to 10 or from 10 to 1? Mm-hmm. Probably 1 to 10. I feel like the top yeah. is more obvious, right? Yeah, I think the tops are definitely locks, and it gets yeah. a little more weird I think so at the too. bottom. All right, so like I said, I'll explain this again, but this is not like the best players in fantasy right now. This is who we want in fantasy for the rest of the season. This is a week five to week 17 projection, basically, ranking. So who we who we would want to have the most at each position, ranked one through 10. I think we'll just go each guy, like give our number one. I'll say like mine, that, you yeah. say yours, and then we'll go to number two because some of these we're going to have all the yeah. same, and it's not. We don't need to talk about guys mm-hmm. that much, so. All right, let's start at the quarterback position. Ivan, we'll go. We'll start with you, and we'll, we'll move this way. So who's your number one quarterback? My number one quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Okay. My number one quarterback is Josh Allen. My number one quarterback is also Josh Allen. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Allen. He's currently the number three QB. Um, do we need? Do we want to elaborate on those guys? Or I think, no. it, yeah, I think we know pretty well. Um, okay, number two QB. Justin Herbert, I've which got, is a little hot maybe. I've got Maybe. Hurts. 
I have Justin Herbert as my number two as well. I think I I think that Justin Herbert is going to continue to produce in this offense. So he's he is my number two, number three quarterback. Josh Allen. This is where I have Herbert. I have Patrick Mahomes at number three. So we have the same top three, just a little bit mm-hmm. switched around. Um, Hurts a lot higher than than me and Ivan have mm-hmm. him. Number four QB. I have Hurts there. Okay. I've got Mahomes here. I have Lamar Jackson at number four. I okay. snuck him in over Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I just did. I just like I like Lamar more. Number five, Anthony Richardson. Oh, number five. I have Lamar Jackson. Okay, my number five is where I have Jalen Hurts. Number six, Lamar Jackson. I have Tua. Okay, Tua yeah. getting some love. <laughs> My number six is Anthony Richardson. I think that Anthony Richardson is just going to keep being a dog for the rest of the year. So he's my number six. Number seven. I have Tua here. Anthony Richardson. My number seven is the current number one quarterback in fantasy, Justin Fields. I know Fields is not great in real life, but in fantasy football, he, he's been putting up the numbers the last few weeks. Um, number eight. This is where I have Justin Fields. Okay. This is also where I have Justin Fields. I have Tua Tagovailoa here at number eight. Have you guys both said Tua? Yep. Yes. Okay, cool. So I, I had Tua the lowest. Number nine. Trevor Lawrence. CJ Stroud. Ooh, okay. I have Stroud and I have Trevor Lawrence. Let's go. Um, I have Kirk Cousins at number nine. I think the Vikings suck, but I think he's just going to put up numbers. So number 10, wrapping it up. Joe Burrow. Ooh. Kirk. I went with Trevor Lawrence here at number 10. Um, Joe Burrow was definitely my biggest name left out of the mm-hmm. top 10. I just think that there's there's a clear injury there, and I'm and I'm nervous. I've already talked about it with you guys, but, like, I'm really panicking about T. Higgins. Like, I really yeah. do think that he's, like, he could be, like, non-startable in a few weeks just because of the injury to Joe Burrow. Hopefully, they, I think he should get benched and become yeah. healthy. But who are, like, some main, like, some tough spots, I guess, here on this list for you guys are just, like, why you I, have I want to throw guys out at. my thought process yeah, on yeah. Burrow. Just as a rest of season ranking, I think the second half, when closer to the end, he's going to be fully healthy. I don't think that their their staff would be playing him right now if that wasn't the plan. Right. If they if he wasn't somehow like still like healing, like he they're not he's not out there playing if it's getting worse. So it should be getting better every week unless they're idiots. Right. So I'm banking yeah, on yeah. them not being idiots. <laughs> That's fair. just like an additional point to that. I was listening to a podcast too. And from what it sounds like, the injury that he has right now is not something that would significantly get better if he sat for a week. Like that's, it's not one of those injuries. Obviously he had six weeks leading up to the season where this injury was there and he didn't get better. So I kind of took like the opposite approach to that. And he is hurt. And I think the issue that concerns me the most is, Everyone's talking about the driving the ball down the field. The deep ball is not there. It's not a threat anymore. But really, it's just any passing right now. It looks so, so disconnected from him and his receivers that like it's really like a worry. If you like, you can't get Jamar Chase the ball. He just looks Jamar uncomfortable Chase. in the yeah, pocket right exactly. now. And and Burrow has been one of the best, if not the best, in the entire NFL at avoiding, out escaping the pocket yeah. and avoiding pressure. So and so not even that. That's an issue. Joe Mixon's having a hard time getting it going right now, too. So that whole offense right now is just kind of off track. Yeah, and it's it's a bit scary if you own really anyone. And I think Jamar like has shown like he, he's going to be fine, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you own anyone else in that offense, it definitely is a bit scary going forward. But hopefully, 
I mean, I like Ivan said, like it's not like he's just gonna suck all year. Mm, like he yeah. definitely will get back on track at some point. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I also don't own a Bengals player in any league, so I don't have any emotion towards it. <laughs> I have I'm so just like watching emotion. it happen. Yeah, I have Jamar in two leagues, T. Higgins in like every single league, and Mixon in a couple leagues. So it's just I I'm like a yeah. Bengals guy at this point. I don't have Burrow though at all. Um, is there any other like I mean like Anthony Richardson? We have him ranked pretty high, but did you have Anthony Richardson on yours? Yeah, I did. What number? Uh, six. I yeah, think. I had him at number six as well. Yeah. So I think that like, as long as he stays healthy, I mean, he is going to be. He's the only guy I had uh, that's currently out of the top ten quarterbacks, other than Trevor Lawrence, that's in this current top ten. Um, but he's missed a game, so it's like as long as he stays healthy, he. I think he's locked to get you twenty fantasy yeah. points a week. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's hop and let's just do our top five tight ends because this is just like kind of boring. Um. And then we can get to the real spicy ones. So, number one tight end for the rest of the season. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. Number two. <laughs> He's still debating. TJ Hawkinson. Okay. Hawkinson. I went with Mark Andrews for my number two tight end. Um, and your number three tight end. Mark Andrews. Laporta. Ooh, he goes with Laporta. Number three, I love that. Um, I, I did put Hawkinson as my number three tight end. Number four tight end. I've got Laporta there. Mark Andrews. I also have Laporta at number four. Number five is like kind of a – it's definitely not an obvious one. Who do you guys have at number five? Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Okay, I also have Evan Ingram, so I guess it is a little bit obvious. Um, I went with Mark Andrews over TJ Hawkinson just because I think that there's a world where the, the obviously the Ravens are, are a better team than the Vikings are. Um, I just think that we saw it last week. Like Hawkinson, I think he had like three fantasy points or like four fantasy points last week. I think that we're just not really ever going to see that from Mark Andrews, and we're more likely to see that from Hawkinson. Hawkinson, I feel like, does have a much higher like boom potential, mm-hmm. though, to get you like 102 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, but it's a toss-up. I mean, either one of those guys, they're so close there at 2-3. and three. Um, Laporta, though. Laporta at number three for you, Seth. Yeah, so Laporta, I mean, there may be a little bit of bias here just because <laughs> it's so much fun watching him every week. But, I mean – high-powered offense he's seeing a lot of work that like i think evan ingram is like another like model of consistency but he just looks so good i mean he catches everything that goes his way everything he does once like he gets the ball is right and he's like proving himself as a nice reliable piece of that offense Mm -hmm. so all right now we're into the fun ones do we want to do well let's do wide receiver because i feel like running back is like the most juicy um Wide receivers hard because like with QB top ten QBs, it's like there's only you know you're in a ten or twelve man league, you only have one of those guys starting, so it's not that big of a deal. However, wide receivers and running backs, you got two or three of them starting, so like it becomes really interesting. Um, let's get right into it. Number one wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. Ooh, really? Yeah. That makes me feel happy. Um, I also have Justin Jefferson at number one. Number two. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Justin Jefferson. I have Tyreek Hill at number two. Moving on to number three. I have Diggs at three. Tyreek Hill. I also have Diggs at three. So we all had the same um, top three in different order there. I want to I get your opinion right now. Diggs at number one. I've always, like, it's tough, too, because I, I think I said this, like, two years ago. And I think I might have even said it last year. The Bills are going to have a year. Like, it's just their year, and their offense looks red hot right now. Diggs has been consistent, but not only consistent, he's still shown that his consistent floor is 
18 to 20, and he's still going to have the 36 boom weeks. So we haven't really seen that out of a receiver. I mean, Devontae Adams put up 15. Even Tyreek's had a 14-point mm-hmm. game. But Stephon Diggs has just been the guy so far in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Diggs probably has a chance. Like, he's the most consistent. Yes. To me, if they're better, though, I think Gabe Davis – I think Gabe Davis feels that more than Diggs. Yeah, like, I think that the th- I think them taking the next step is Gabe Davis becoming fantasy relevant on a yep. weekly basis. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think even a large, go ahead. Even like last week, Gabe Davis had like a touchdown on the first drive, and that was his only catch of the whole game. So I think I agree with you. I think Gabe Davis is like the piece. Once he starts coming around, he becomes fantasy relevant. But a large piece that they haven't had that they do have this year. James Cook averaging 15 mm-hmm. points a game. That's true. Usually they don't have a reliable running back. It's been such a question mark yeah. the last several years. So. so, And that's with Latavius Murray even like getting a decent amount of work there just yeah. this year so far. So, All right, let's move on. Number four ranked wide receiver. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen as well. Who would have thought? I guess Ivan would have thought because yeah. he, he made the trade for him earlier in the season. But number five receiver. Okay, I gotta think really quick. Are you like forgetting about someone? I figured out who I didn't have on my list. Oh, so you're trying to incorporate was him it in. Cooper Cup. Who was it? Yeah, oh, okay. Was, so. <laughs> see, I can see you forgetting him though, because he's not anywhere on any list. Or I'm anything. also considering not putting him on this list. That's, I mean, that's but fair. I think I have to. Yeah. Um, I have Devontae at five. Devontae Adams. I also have Devontae Adams at number five. So we all have the same top five. Just in a, me and Ivan actually have the same exact list so far. Um, but all the same guys in the top five. Number six. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. This is where I have Cooper Cup okay. in my top ten. I just I, I obviously you've if you are a Cooper Cup owner, you've waited out this these four weeks. From this point on, I'm comfortable placing Cup in this sixth slot. And I there's a world where he, he can move even higher, but I think six is a fair spot for him. Um number seven. Amonra. C D Lamb. I have AJ Brown here at number seven. Number eight. I think this is where I'll throw Cup in. Okay. Cooper Cup. Oh wow, that worked out for you. I have Jamar Chase at number eight. Sure. It's it's Jamar Chase is a really tricky one, um, because like we literally just talked about it with Joe Burrow, but I think he's still like good enough to be in this top ten, hopefully throughout the rest of the year. But when you drafted him, you didn't expect him to be at number eight at this point mm-hmm. in the year. So, um, all right, number nine. I'm gonna put Jamar at nine. Okay. I also have Jamar at nine. This is where I have him on Ra at number nine. Obviously, he's gonna miss this week probably, which hurts his total points and everything, but. He's still just going to be like once JMO comes back, Amonra is going to be getting back to that eight to ten receptions a game mm-hmm. category where he was last year. Which this year he's kind of been around like that six mark. He's definitely going to be a lot more opportunity once JMO's back in the flow of things. Number ten for me was hard. I, I debated between like four guys for number ten. Who do you guys got at number ten? Yeah, I guess this fell into my hands a little bit because I debated it, but CD Lamb. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I have Amonra here. I. CD Lamb, I originally had him on here, and then I talked myself into someone else. I have Chris Olave at number Terrible ten. Terrible CD Lamb is number ten. <laughs> you have CD Lamb at like number eight, right? Yeah. Um, it's so hard because I like CD would be eleven if we did it. You know, if we kept this list going, but I just think Olave. I'm I I just he had such a bad week last week, which obviously like hurts him a lot. But I I trust Olave more to get more reception PPR wise than CD Lamb. Um. But it's like it's a toss up. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think CD's a little scary because like the Cowboys have said, we want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Cowboys also. I don't know like how many like there hasn't been that many games this year where they were Dak comes out and they like need to go score. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, they lost to the Cardinals bad, so that doesn't count. And then their defense has scored two touchdowns, two different games. <laughs> That's like, a good point. If this kind of thing continues, like, you're just going to see these down weeks from CD because he, they just don't need him to do it. And this this week will be a bit telling because, you know, they're playing one of the better teams in the NFL, if not the best team in the Niners. So I think this this week will mean, mean a lot for CD going forward. Um, is there any other, like, names that you guys want to, like, elaborate on in this top ten here? I really did think about uh... – Devonte Smith, sort of, but I just couldn't throw him in there over any of the guys. Right. I kind of like like not having any wide receiver two in my top ten. Yeah, yeah. because it's like the top ten. It's, it's just the consistency of them, yeah. like not having Waddle or Devonte Smith because those are two guys that I was high on like this year. Uh-huh. But they are gonna have down weeks because there's two of them. Hey, Devonte yeah. Smith did end up as a top ten receiver last year. I think he was number ten. I think last Waddle season, did so. too. Yeah, I think I think he did too. So it definitely is possible. Yeah. Um, but at, currently where we're at, you know, there's just been enough wide receiver ones on mm. other teams to put them there. So if you guys had to put, like, just just spitballing here, because obviously it's it's kind of hard to just think of all of the guys. Where's Puka Nakua at on this, on this list? Is he top 25? Is he top 20? I think he's probably 19 to 20. Okay. I would probably slide him into, like, the 15, 16 yeah. spot. I actually don't know. It's so hard. Because we were talking about other about guys. names like DK. Because like, yeah. I, I wrote three honorable mentions. I have CD, DK, and Debo. Those are my yeah, three right. honorable mentions to right. this list. So. so let's put those guys at 11 to 13. Right. And then We already mentioned like Mike Evans. Mike yep. Evans, you said you would take. Uh-huh. You're taking DK. Like, I'm just going to scroll. Like, okay, Nico Collins. That's a, that's a name. I would rather have Nico Collins. What about, like, Ridley? I would rather have Puka. Nico. Ah, that Ridley's a hard one. Yeah, I think that one's a toss-up. Okay. I think that that's a good one though. Like that's right in there. Like Michael Pittman, we mentioned him. Like I think I, I do think I would take Pittman over him. I think I would take Ayuk over him. Amari Cooper. I'm These probably, are all guys in those territory though. You know that's what we're saying. Like well, it definitely DJ Moore coming off the big game. You got to take DJ Moore, right? Yeah, like yeah. just how, with how crazy he went. Like I just feel like he's they, like that is a, such a huge game for him going forward. Do you guys take Ayuk over Puka? I I think I would. I think I would. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Just because they're both wide receiver twos, and I, I, I mean, I want to say I only say Ayuk because I've seen right. Ayuk as a wide receiver two. We'll see in like a week or so. Ayuk's averaging like twenty a game. Yeah, he's looked really good so it's far. So, tough. so, um, yeah, and I told I talked to Ivan about this beforehand, but like we definitely are, should redo this list in like three weeks yeah. and just to see how much has changed. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee a lot will yeah. will have changed by then. Obviously, like if guys get hurt. Like that plays a huge role yeah. in as well. I will say that like Devonta Smith and Waddle sliding into the top ten last year, it's because of injury. Yeah, no, it is. Like the, some of these top ten guys are, hopefully not, but like they get they hurt. will. Is, yeah, they get happen. hurt. They miss time. One of them might miss five weeks, and that's what kicks them out of that top ten. So realistically, like those guys probably shouldn't. It's okay that they're not in our top ten. Right? It yeah, makes sense because they they could get in there at some point right. if with injuries and stuff. All right, let's move on to the hardest list of all, mainly because the current top 10 at this position, running back, is so weird. We already <laughs> talked about this, but like Raheem Moster is RB2, and Devon Achan is RB4. Brian Robinson is RB. Well, I guess he has the extra game, so that's why he's RB6. David Montgomery is a top 10 running back. Like, it is just a weird position right now. Um, so let's get into our top 10 rankings here. I wrote down four honorable mentions here because I just Dang. like, I couldn't figure out like that number 10 slot. But number one, who do we got? CMC. Sam. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, number one. That's the only obvious part about this list, if you ask me. Number two. Do I go or you? You can. I've got Bijan at two. I've got Bijan at two. I've got Bijan at two as well. And me and Cade had this argument today, and we need to talk about it right here, right now. Yep. Because I told Cade back in week two 
even after Eckler like started with the injury stuff, I told him I wouldn't trade him Bijan for Eckler straight up. And he got mad at me for that. He was like, that's so dumb. Like, uh, like that is crazy that you even think that. And then today we had it. He said, would you trade me Bijan for Eckler straight up right now? And I said, no. I said, I would rather have Bijan. I think he finishes higher. And he goes, well, yeah, he'll finish higher. He played more games. But I'm like, no, I think he'll score more points from right now to the end of the year than Eckler will. And he thought that was blasphemous. Clearly, you guys agree with having Bijan higher. I just yep, kind of wanted I, to yeah. hear your opinions on Bijan that. Bijan has just been like a crazy consistent back. He looks great on a terrible offense. There's, I mean, yeah, there's no questions in my mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the argument. I think so too. And he just hasn't, he hasn't been touchdown scoring either. Like he's a running back. He's obviously yeah. going to start to score touchdowns at right. some point. Wait till he starts having these thirty bomb weeks. Like exactly. Yeah, I, I love that Bijan is at number two. Um, number three. I have Pollard at three. I have Pollard at three. I do have Austin Eckler at number three, though, as much as I just talked crap about him. So it's still close, definitely. Um, number four. I have Jonathan Taylor at four. Ooh, wow. okay, I like okay. I have Saquon Barkley at four. Oh, wow. This is – yeah, our lists are going to be so much different for this. Um, my number four is Tony Pollard. I think Pollard definitely is no debate top four. Um, number five. I have Eckler at five. I have Eckler at five. I have Josh Jacobs at number five. I think that Jacobs really proved last week that he's back, and I think that he's they're going to continue to feed him a lot, especially with Jimmy dealing with these injuries. Um, number six. Number six, I have Saquon. I have Kyron Williams. Ooh, okay. Um, my number six is Kenneth Walker the third. I know that he's been incredibly touchdown dependent, but also I think that's just how their offense is. I think he's just going to score touchdowns all year, so I have him pretty high. Um, number seven. This is where I have Josh Jacobs. This is where I have Josh Jacobs. I have Alvin Kamara at number okay. seven. I, I love what I saw week one. I know I just picked him to bust week two, um, but I just think he's he's going to get so much work receiving-wise out of that backfield like he does every year. Um, number eight. This is where I have Alvin Kamara. Okay. Alvin Kamara. Wow. My number eight is another name that hasn't been said. DeAndre Swift. He is my number eight. I know that the injury risk is so high with DeAndre Swift. He has never stayed healthy so far in his five-year career. But I just think that behind that Philly O-line, like he's just been – he's been so good so far. So I'm Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm predicting him to finish in the top ten, or at least from this point out. Um, Number nine. (sighs) Okay. Number nine, I am going to put Kyron Williams. Okay. Number nine, I have Derrick Henry. I also have Derrick Henry here at number nine. I know we last week we panic buttoned about Derrick Henry a little bit, but he responded well with throwing a touchdown pass last exactly. week. So, and wrapping it up, number ten. I'm just gonna. I, I have Aaron Jones here. It's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I think he's only played. To me, he's only played one real game of football this year. And it was count really that Lions game. Yeah, and he had 27 uh-huh. fantasy points. So that's just my opinion. No, I don't think that's. Yeah. I don't think that's like a hot no. take or anything. Right. Yeah. I've got K9 here. Yeah. I yeah, I had K9 higher on my list. Um I have Jonathan Taylor at number 10. I still think Taylor definitely and you had him obviously pretty high, so I think that he definitely still Did you have Taylor or no? I didn't. That's crazy. You're the I Taylor own owner. Yeah, so that's awesome. Um So yeah, those are the top 10. I have five honorable mentions that I wrote down. Saquon Barkley was the big miss for me. Did you have Saquon on your list? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I just missed him. Kyron Williams did not make my list. James Cook Travis Etienne, Aaron Jones. Those were the five guys yeah. that I wrote down. Are the top of your head like the main guys that missed your guys' list? Uh, I didn't have K9, okay. Etienne. Those are two like guys that 
probably are going to get close. Right. So. None of us had ETN, right? No. Yeah. I, I really so. considered ETN. Oh, I didn't have Henry. Oh, yeah. That's a big one, too. Yeah. I thought about Montgomery. I, I sat I, there and I really dude, there's really, there's really a world. Yeah. I just think I think Gibbs will get more involved. At every, some point, he will. Just, like, everything that's, like, come out about Montgomery. I mean, like, Austin Eckler touched on it the other day. Like, he is just so good. He's such a great veteran presence. He's only 25. Mm-hmm. His jump cuts to the hole are, are magnificent. I mean, he's he's got a nose for the end zone. He's running really and well. And he had right like now. 36 carries the other night. Yeah. So, like, that's so, just crazy. <laughs> I really wanted to slide him in there at 10, but I couldn't. Yeah. Any, uh, any, like, other things you want to talk about about your guys' list? Like, where you had certain guys ranked? Like, are you confident in guys at all? All I, I guess I kind of want to hear Ivan's opinion on this too because Ivan and I had Saquon higher uh-huh. and you didn't have him on your list. I had him like yeah, I had him just missing the list. So the reason I put Saquon on here is because we've seen one or two full games out of him, mm-hmm. and I think both games he played really well. And now that he's gone, that Giants offense is terrible. Yeah, Daniel Jones went from a thirty bomb to you can't roster that. <laughs> yeah. So I think if he, he gets over this injury, he comes back. I think, I think it really turns that offense around. He's, he's easily the focal point. Yeah. And I accidentally, not accidentally, but I have Daniel Jones in my starting lineup over uh, Sam Hall in the Debbie league last night. So missed out on a 30 Oof. bomb from Sam Hall in that league. Um, I put Saquon just lower than these guys, just because like when you compare the, the, the offense to the rest of the 10, I have above, the offense is so bad, and 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 I understand like Saquon being hurt like is a huge part of that. Yeah. Like they've scored nine points in the first half this year. Jake Elliott out has outscored them in one game in in one half so far this year, um, or in the first half this year for the New York Giants. So I just feel like the touchdowns might be a little bit less to come for um than they were last year. I still think like Saquon obviously is going to be top like twelve. But yeah. I just decided to put him a little bit lower than these other guys. Any other like did you did either guys have DeAndre Swift on your list? Uh, I know I we talked not. about him before, like you considered him, but I, He's I like do just outside yeah, the top ten. Definitely. The running backs is weird, man. We're in a really weird spot right now with the running backs and they're gonna continue to change throughout the year. Um did you have Kamara in your list? I did. Okay. Yeah. So oh yeah, you had him in yeah. the same spot as him. I think yeah. the tough thing about Swift is if I could put in Eagles starting running back of the week. Top ten, that's that's a great point because their offensive line is just so good. Mm-hmm. Whoever is going to get the fifteen carries or fourteen carries that game is going to be. They'll good. have a hundred yards and a yeah. touchdown. So that's the other thing I considered too is like I almost just put the Dolphins running backs, like because they're just such a high right. powered offense and obviously they both look great right now. Don't know how that fall off is going to work. They're going to fall off, dude. I'm calling it right now. They I'll be so the first will. person to say it. They're going to fall off. They'll both be like fringe top 15 guys. This is not going to keep up, dude. I feel like there it could can. be a complete change of the guard. I think A-Chan could, could. Yeah, the only way is if one of them just, just right. gets yeah. kicked One of out. them has to get the work. Yes. Yeah. And if they don't, dude, I'm just like, every week that I would be, if I had those guys and I was starting them, I would be a little scared. That it's just it like, just concerns right. me because the first, the big week that we saw from the Broncos, it was A-Chan in the receiving game with the two receiving touchdowns. And the next week, like we touched on, he had eight carries for a ridiculous hundred yards, a, yeah, a ridiculous efficient game on the ground. And then, yeah, in that same game, uh, Raheem Mostert had seven carries for nine yards. Yeah. So, like, obviously, they weren't really running the ball very much at all. But like, you go from seven for nine and eight for a hundred, like you would think Devon Achan kind of takes over. But who do you guys think finishes higher? Achan. Yeah. 
I it also is tough because we don't know what Jeff Wilson's role is. Obviously, we right? He's back this week too. That's a good point. So that so. definitely plays into it as well. Yeah, there's a there's a big question mark there. I think it's safe. To, like I'm glad that all of us agree that they neither yeah. of them will finish in the top ten. Cause it's it's going to be really tough. Um, I'm just like looking at some of these other guys that are currently in the top ten. Like I just didn't include Kyron Williams because. I think it's fair not to. And but but also it's kind of it's kind of hypocrisy with my Kenneth Walker thing, like the touchdowns. Like Kyron has two touchdowns in three out of the four games this year. Like I just don't think that can keep up. But also like K nine's kind of the same way. So it's it definitely is like a I I really don't know with Kyron. I still think like he's he is a starting running back the whole rest of the season, obviously. Mm. Like that's that's not in question. Um, what about Brian Robinson? Right now he's RB six. I know that he played last night, so that's why he's jumped up into here, but like, is he going to finish top 20, top 15? I think the offensive skill of that entire team as a whole is kind of catching up to him. Uh, obviously, he had the two-touchdown game for, like, 30 points. Uh-huh. I think he, they're kind of catching up to the fact that Sam Howell is a great – not or a, a good QB, not a great QB. Yeah. Um, Terry's a good receiver, not a great receiver, you know. And I think that um, – that that said a lot last night for them to be down twenty seven to three against the zero and four Chicago Bears at exactly. home. You know, so maybe their team just isn't that good in general, and it's yeah. going to be hard for them. They're going to be playing from behind in a lot of games. Yeah. So I, I just don't see the consistency with them. Yeah, I definitely, or the receiving work. He still That's be the thing about that bust. top ten guys. They have to have two out of the three kind of, or one, at least they have to be very good at one of like they're either the workhorse, uh-huh. their team is either really good, or they're receiving back or three down back like you have yeah. to be one of the three or two of the three to be elite probably two of the three to be top 10 honestly and like everyone in our top 10 has the goal line yeah mm-hmm. yeah basically yeah that not basically definitely every single guy like maybe camara once jamal williams comes back but yeah. like we don't know right now so that's but camara is also the story. only guy that's going to consistently get in time exactly yeah so, so going off the model that you just kind of built for us ivan what do you guys think, and where do you think Isaiah Pacheco finishes? Because we're seeing him get the 15 to 20 carries in the last two weeks, and that's a great offense. So, I mean, that's he true. fits two of the three that's categories. Yeah, I traded away Isaiah Pacheco after week two. In the last two weeks, he has done pretty well. Um, and he's scored touchdowns as well, which also like is a little bit scary because he hadn't scored touchdowns when yeah. I had him. I think Pacheco is like top 20. Um, but I'm still taking like James Cook over him. Yeah. I just think I think that the Chiefs is a little bit different because of the amount of dudes. Yeah. I think that like he's yeah. gonna get the carries, but there will be games where he doesn't get the receiving work. There will yeah. be games where Clyde Edwards Elair gets the goal line carries. Or that's the thing to me is the this team. How I said like the two out of the three in the goal line is one. No running back on the Chiefs will ever get the goal line. Patrick Mahomes is the goal line. Right. He gets the whoever goal he line. wants. Whoever to give he it wants to. to score is gonna score. Mm-hmm. So there's, I don't think there's a goal line to give here. Right. No, I don't there. think so either because it's just not. It's definitely not consistent. I think it's, this is the only team in the NFL like that. So where's Brees fall into this list? Because obviously, like he hasn't been great so far. But if 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 it's the Brees we saw last season, and it's it's Robert Salah really finally realizing, wow, Dalvin Cook has fallen off absurdly. We need to start hammering Brees Hall, which is kind of what it sounds like. Where does Brees Hall fall into this mix of, of top whatever running backs for the I rest of the year? I think he'll climb up there. He just, with the missed time and how rough the offenses look so far, he's got a lot of work to make up. He's going to be great this year. I do believe that. He's been really efficient in what we have seen of him so far. He's just really far behind right now. Game script is going to be a struggle. Yeah. Whole team. 
And for him alone, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think he's definitely going to finish top 20, though. Yeah, I, I think he will, too. Like, Pacheco or Reese. Brees. Brees. Yeah, I think so, too. Brees has a high ceiling, also. Yeah, he does. And hopefully he builds up a high floor as well with yeah. with these next few games. So, is there anything else we want to discuss, or are we, are we all good here? I think we're good. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, good luck to your fantasy matchups this week, except for Ivan. Um... <laughs> If we're recording this on Friday, like I said, so I'll have this out um, by Saturday morning so you can listen to this and hopefully get some advice going into your fantasy week for this week. Go trade for the guys that we had in our top 10 that maybe aren't in it right now, like maybe not Jonathan Taylor. Now's kind of a really bad time to trade for him, but maybe some other guys. So. If Jonathan Taylor lays an egg this week and Zach Moss gets a lot of the work, maybe. Go trade for Amon Ra. Yeah, he just did, <laughs> he literally just did that right before we started this. So, All right, guys, thank you for listening, and peace.